It's Saturday, October 28th, 2023, and this is episode 36 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, Dr. Tim and I get together at our favorite North Austin eatery for a little chit-chat, migas, heck, I had an omelet today, and uh, just discussing stuff that comes up to our mind, and actually, what we're going to talk about today is high school sports. So uh, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, migas, whatever you got, and uh, enjoy the conversation. So, hey, hey it's hey, been hey. a while. Well, it, it has. It's and, all my uh, fault. Uh, <laughs> well, I certainly blame it on you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a podcast since August, and then and, and the one time I was here and brought the gear in was just like, hey, man, how's it been? We didn't even bother with the mics. It, yeah. it was good. We just... Just caught up for a while. It yep. was good. Well, I, 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 it's kind of nice to to th- th- think about trying to, to talk about some coherent uh, topic for a, for a, a, a few minutes. And uh, uh, yeah, we ran through a few topics beforehand. We're like, nah, don't want to talk about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> good either way. Well, what what I think we kind of have settled on is, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the lead in on it here as, Fire to, away. as to why we came up with that. And, and, uh, I think I've I've probably mentioned before that for for many years I've been working on just writing down little vignettes of of memories of of experiences I had growing up in a small town in western Oklahoma, and I've been constructing or writing something that I've I've called a a cultural perspective on the class of 1963. Mm-hmm. So trying to capture something of the culture of, of the, the mid-1950s and late-1950s growing up in a, a small town in western Oklahoma. And so this, this last week or so, I've been uh, 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 writing on a, a little segment of that, which I, I euphemistically uh, title, You Can Lose Them All. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it, in particular, it deals with my experiences, my senior year in high school of our our uh, high school football team. Okay. And uh, uh, a football season in which we did indeed lose all nine of the games that we played. Ouch. And that, whatever you say, that uh, that, that that experience has stayed with me for the intervening sixty or sixty five years, uh, and I still have. Specific memories of that mm-hmm. era, so the so that that kind of got me has got me to thinking of and and I, I I've thought this off and on for for a long time thinking about the the whole concept of sports as an educational activity, mm-hmm. uh, a, a training activity, and in particular then how sports plays out in. Elementary school, junior high school, high school, right, college, right. and how it does play out or how it has played out over the course of my lifetime and, and how I think that it perhaps should actually play out, how, how it should actually okay. be. And I, 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 don't, I don't think we're at today where I think we ought to be. Right. Uh, and, and, and so there, there is that, that as a solid philosophical discussion to be had and, and we'll, we'll I would hope that if we chat about this for a little bit this morning yeah. that we'll, we'll get into that uh, but as, as a lead in I, 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 I thought I would pass along uh, uh, 
my personal vignette of uh, or one 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 of uh, of one one particular experience uh, uh, with one particular game. Uh, high school football game. Was this in your senior year? This, this in was that, my in that fateful year. year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it was. Uh, and I'll perhaps get around to the, the the reason why it was a a fateful year. Yeah. But in mid year, so so we 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 set out with great hopes in, in our little town. That sure. That we hope springs have. eternal well, in August. Absolutely. You're out there sweating, doing two a days. I mean, it's hot. It is hot. It, it's miserable. You're it, you're up as early as you can get, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's nothing quite as there's nothing quite as uh, as exhilarating either as having finished a workout at about eight o'clock in the morning. Right, you were out there at six a.m. I got the whole day ahead of me. No, uh, you're back at eleven to do it again. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> but but to, to get through the morning practice and to stop by the the brand new in the town Sonic drive-in, dude, that would give you a literally a quart container of orange drink uh-huh. you know so uh-huh. sugar carbonation orange juice if you're all mixed in yeah you, you grab that quart container you go find a tree to lay under <laughs> it and you suck down orange juice uh, carbonated carbonated orange, orange, juice, orange juice orange juice for for an hour or so to recover oh man it was great anyway yep. uh so so Mid-season. Sure. Yeah, We're mid-season yeah, so, now. So, Euphoria is over. We put in some miles, no, the, bruises. The, the euphoria some, was over it, at the, uh, before the first game started. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so things were th- things started bad, and it went downhill. Oh. So mid, mid-season. So we, we, uh, we, we in those days, there, there was not digital technology. Nope. Right? So the, the school system had the money to film one game uh-huh. you know, so, so right you, so super eight or something like that that's yep. right okay D- develop the film you got to see what you look like right sure and so it was no a, editing it's just whenever the the dude clicked the button yep, yep. so that that was the idea of, of learning something about how you were doing seeing how you were doing right right yeah well so an, an additional one of was generally one game of the year was a travel game mm-hmm. uh, which meant that you went to a town far enough away that you ate a meal there. Yeah. And every few years, it was not every year, every few years, you would go to a town far enough away that you had to spend the night away. Right. Yeah. Right? So my senior year, we had one of those games. So we, we, we played a little town of Matador, Texas. Now, Matador sits down at kind of the middle of the southern end of the Texas panhandle. It, and coming from Sayre, Oklahoma, that's a piece. That, that's, that's a piece. It was, a, it was a probably, a, what, a six-hour, mm-hmm. at least a six-hour school bus drive. Yep. And so we drove down, and, and Matador was a small enough town that I don't think it even had a, a hotel in it. But we were far enough away that we had to spend the night after the game before driving back to Sayre. And so we were going to spend the night in a hotel in Childress, Texas, which was not too far away from Matador. So we, 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 we on the trip down, we stopped in uh, another little town. I think it was Paducah, if I remember right. Uh, this would have been again. This would have been in 1962, uh, 
We stopped in, I believe, the little town of Paducah, and we were going to have our pregame meal. Uh, stop and uh, and and I think have I don't know steak or something anyway for a game and then, uh, for a meal. This is basically a grid of roads up there that are very far apart. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, furthermore, you can see forever at night. Yeah, you can right. see that other road. If you, you knew it was there, you can see the dust. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, you leave out of Amarillo, and it's it's a hundred miles to Lubbock. Yep. And the minute you'd leave out of Amarillo, you see Lubbock on the horizon, a <laughs> hundred miles out there, right at night. Oh, and these night. days you see all the red signal lights, the safety lights on the the windmills. Yep, and they all flash at the same, same time. Way. I mean, it's like the Cylons are running that thing. So anyway, <laughs> yes. Anyway, so you're out there. So, so, in your so team meal. Yep, two, 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 kind of two, two parts of this episode. We, yeah. we, we, we stopped. We were going to have our meal. It turns out for the for the first time in a long time we had one player on our football team that was black. Okay. At, you know we 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 there 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 wasn't a lot of there weren't a lot of black families in Western Oklahoma. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Sayre there were not a lot, but that year we happened to have one player that was black. We showed up at a restaurant in this little town in the southern Texas Panhandle, and we started loaded for the bus and. The, the young boy that was black, he was yep. a 10th grader at that time, uh, walked into the restaurant and we were told that he couldn't eat with us. Well, isn't that a thing? That was a, that was a, that was a bit. Mm-hmm. They would give him food as long as he went to the back door, they would give him a plate of food. Wow. So... <clears throat> I, that was a new experience. Now, I I I was I growing up in, in in Western Oklahoma, growing up in the United States. Yeah, I I knew well what racism. was going on. I, yeah, I knew what was going on, and 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 and, but in that in that distance between Sarah, Oklahoma, and the Texas Panhandle, the the culture changed from, <clears throat> uh, if you will. Uh, Slightly less overt racism mm-hmm. in 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 our town versus it was in your face when you when, when you got when, in there when yeah. a, a couple of hundred miles away yeah and so I literally not experienced that before sure. you yeah. know and I don't don't think any of us had and that was that was that was a, it was an eye opener coaches teams coaches, the whole thing uh, the, yeah the whole nine yard everybody yeah, on that th- bus was, everyone was taken totally taken by surprise yeah. And uh, I, 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 I would like to say that we that we 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 knew what we should do or what we would do uh, going in. I don't think we did. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was make it up as we go along. Yeah. But when we were told that that and we we had a very small team, uh, probably what twenty twenty. Maybe twenty five uh, at best. So it was eleven man, but you weren't you weren't, didn't have a full forty four or whatever. No, no, no. we didn't. Well, forty two. I don't and, know. And that. well, and it, yeah, so 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 it was a small team, and you know one of the guys was told couldn't couldn't eat in the mm-hmm. restaurant, and moreover had to go to the back door, and we just kind of all filtered out. Yeah, we, we left. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we, we didn't quite leave. We did all go to the back door and. Ask for to go. Right, you know, y'all I, did. So I think that I think that rather well, and, and the coaches were supporting us. Sure. I, you know, I, yeah. I'd, I'd like to say that 
one of us jumped up and was a leader. Yeah, this wasn't exactly a Hollywood moment. No, but we, it, it, was, it was it was muddling through. Right? Sure. Uh, 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 it 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 was you do what you what what feels like the right thing to do, but but it, yeah. it, it wasn't a grand moment in any way, shape, or form. Right. And I think that rather than a steak dinner, which we were anticipating before the game, I think we all ended up with take to go hamburgers. Mm-hmm. But. We we all filtered yeah. out. We wandered around to the back door, and the, the, you know the restaurant gave us our to-go hamburgers, and we got on the bus and on you and went. we ate. Yeah. And and so, you know, the, the the profound aspect of that probably didn't really dawn on me until many many years later. That yeah. uh, that you know I I, I I understood that I I was as I I think I would I would have loved to uh, to, to have thought that we we were. We thought enough about it that we did make some grand gesture. Uh, I think we made a, I think we made a small gesture because mm-hmm. it just seemed kind of like the thing to do. Right? Yeah. So that that yep. was that was that was a that was a what I've always called a personally social uh, learning yeah. moment, learning experience. Uh, but that behind us, we sure. drove drove on over to Little Town uh, of Matador. Uh, now Matador, one, one of my one of my teammates in subsequent years observed that probably half of those kids on the Matador team may have ended up playing in the NFL. For all I know, I, all I do know is that they had a big and a very good football team. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was in the day where, in high school football, probably even college football at that day, uh, y- y- players went went. Both offense and defense. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have separate offensive and defensive teams. Right. And a matter of fact, the, the substitution rules were such that you really couldn't do that. Okay. Which, when you went from offense to defense or defense to offense, I think at most you could substitute two players. Okay. You know, you, you couldn't substitute the whole team. And so every, everybody played the, the, mm-hmm. or the, the first team played both offense and defense. And we were small. We barely had enough people to practice against each other, and so there there was a there was a, a, a very strong gradient between the the better players and the the less better players. Right. I'll put it yeah. that way. Yeah. <clears throat> so I I was a big kid, and and all of us that were starters were were, were pretty big kids. I mm-hmm. I probably weighed I was six three, weighed two twenty, which was yeah. pretty good for a, a high school football player in nineteen sixty two. I played center. Mm-hmm. Uh, center, center was a skill position in those days. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta start the play. You gotta start the play, and, yeah. and when you punt, and we punted a lot, <laughs> you, you had to be able to look under through your legs and do do a, and a, get that a, thing a, back a exactly club. there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I could do that, and I, I was one of the, <laughs> the few guys that could do that, and then not get run over, and not get run over. Yep, and and on defense, I was I was the middle nose guard. guard. Yeah, I, I was nose guard. So so it, you knew how to mess up that guy across from me because you knew what I did. Yeah, <laughs> you just played the opposite side of the coin. I, yeah, so, so yeah. It was, it, oh, you again? Man, you You're again. probably the same guy on the other side of the ball as well. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we 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 did it each other. So anyway, so I I was kind of central as 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 anybody on the starting team was pretty sure. central. I was pretty central to the to the team effort. Mm-hmm. So early on. Well, I probably was in the second quarter. We were uh, we were playing defense, and uh, in those days, defenses were not subtle. You know, you had mm-hmm. a, 
you had your 5-4 defense, which was if the other team was likely to pass. Mm-hmm. And you had your gap eight defense if the other team was likely to run. Now, gap eight was every, eight guys eight got guys on, on the line, line of scrimmage, filled it, got in the gaps between the other players, and, uh-huh. and the whole purpose was you, you lunged forward and the ball was, you know, You just fill up those gaps fill so they the can't gaps. make a gap. They can't yep. go through it. So we were playing a gap, gap eight. The other team had the ball. Uh, the ball was snapped. I lunged forward, and I think I was between a tackle and a guard. Mm-hmm. And I got hung up. My one 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 shoulder or arm was was stuck by one tackle, and the other arm was was snugged by a guard. And I was straining forward. My head was stuck way out there. And to this day, I can see that that what at the time I thought of was a small. He wasn't very small. A small halfback. <laughs> That was not even going to get the ball, but he looked me in the eye and he kind of grinned. Because <laughs> you were hung, he, up. You, you were, hung up, you were a side of beef. You, you, you just talk, you, you got your arms are like pinned. Yep. Your, your wheels are probably coming off the ground. In the dictionary, in the dictionary, the term "hung up" has a picture of me <laughs> at that moment on it. And that he's six three, but we got him in the air. We got him in the air, and <laughs> he can't do nothing about this. And that little halfback, I swear, he grinned at me, and he started coming forward, and he swung an elbow. We called it a shiver in those days. Uh huh. He swung an elbow, and he caught me right between. We had these little single bar nose guards. That was the only uh-huh. way we had them. Yeah. He went right between that nose guard and the tip of my helmet, and put an elbow right across my nose and just laid my nose out across uh, the side of my face. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm cringing. I thought I was going to die, and then I was afraid I wasn't going to die. <laughs> I, 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 I got to go through this? That really, really hurt. Well, so that was bad. So enough. they taped you back up, and then you, you well, went back the, in. Well, the problem was that it, it, it dislocated the cartilage from the bone in my nose. And it turns out when you do that, you break a lot of blood vessels. And when you break a lot of blood vessels in your nose, you bleed. Oh. So how that works. I was I was bleeding profusely. And moreover, I was the as I say, I was a yeah. skilled physician. So uh, and our solution was we, we, we I ran over the sidelines, the coaches were trying to do something. And pretty much the only solution they came up with is that they did have a helmet, one helmet, okay. that had a screened nose guard. The closest it. thing to a hockey goalie mask they could find. They could find, yes. And so they allowed it to house, well, okay, you can wear that. <laughs> it, All right, that solves it, it, one problem. They, 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 they kind of said it like they were doing me a favor, right? Uh-huh. Well, of course you can't come out of the game. Of course you still <laughs> have great. to play. Yeah. But we can, we can help them from keep them from perhaps slapping your nose again. Yeah. But uh, so I, I was bleeding profusely, uh-huh. and I was a center. Yep. And every time I would uh, step down, let's step down with the ball, I would bleed on the ball. Yeah, nowadays, kids get a little scratch, they're out. They're until out. Until they can wrap that up. Well, and, and I, I, you know, I'd, the whole I'd, thing. I'd, 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 I'd had a heavy blow to the head. Today, you would go into a concussion oh, yeah. protocol. You'd be and, looking for birdies and all those kinds of things. Well, yep. it didn't work that way in well. those days. The, the, the referees 
Still got your PhD, so. I did, I did, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, well, well, that's a different story. I know, but. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) You saw it at that point. (laughs) You saw your diploma. You knew what was coming. I I can do this. Thank you. You know, no, anyway. Uh, The referees, uh, the referees, literally between pretty much every few plays, the the referee comes and says, Sunday, don't you think you really ought to go to the sideline? And I said, no, I can't do that. They won't take me over they there, sir. I, they <laughs> I tried. Me, they don't let me come off, if you will. <laughs> so I continued to bleed on the ball. The, the, the referees continued to go through a large number of towels as they tried say, to keep, keep the ball the clean. Keep the ball clean, yeah. Uh, but we, we finished the game. We lost it in glorious fashion. So okay. that, that was one of our, our nine losses for the year. Uh, but the, the, you know, the fun part was then after the game was over, I continued to bleed uh, a lot. I, I, and you get point, to stay over, too. I could, yeah. I could, yeah, we, yeah. We were yeah. Gonna, yeah. We, Did you go back we, up we to that to town and stay up there, or, you know, the, the one that might have had a hotel or something, motel? Well, at, least the, at, one, at least one of the coaches, maybe two of them, they were, they were, they were, there was the head coach was kind of clueless. The, mm-hmm. the, there were two assistants that were a little more fresh out of college and, mm-hmm. and, and, and a little more in tune with it. And, they had at least heard of the concept of a concussion. Oh, okay. And I think after the game, the fact that I continued to, to bleed a lot, and uh, they, they start to, finally started to be a little bit concerned with, with the fact that I might have had a concussion. So they go through a rotation with you and kind of read Peter they, Pan books to you or something uh, to keep you awake? Poker, or? Poker. We play poker. Okay. We, uh, so er, er, all the this other guys had their, had their rooms uh, and the like. I got to spend the room in the, about the night in the room with the two assistant coaches who became, were finally convinced that, well, number one, there, there was no apparently no doctor in Matador, Texas. No, no. And it was late enough uh, that we made it back to the hotel in Childress that mm-hmm. a, and, and I and I wasn't dead by that point. Sure, I, I was still conscious. Things are maintaining. And so I, I I guess the idea was that well we we, we it's too late to look up a doctor in, mm-hmm. in Childress. We'll just wait till we get you back to the Sayer tomorrow morning. But uh, we may not really want to let you go to sleep. Right. Yeah. Well, there, there, mm-hmm. there's there's the, the the off chance that you may not wake up or you may not be the same you when you wake up. So. They decided to keep me awake, and the way they could keep me awake is we, we would play penny any penny poker, mm-hmm. or, or not even that. It was just, what, sure. I think we had toothpicks or something yeah, that we played or poker. bed lint, you know, whatever. But yeah. they but they, they kept me awake all night. Now, they, they did keep me awake with interesting stories along the way. They, they'd look and they'd say, oh, son, I, I think that what they're going to do uh, <clears throat> for you tomorrow morning is they're, they're going to take these two prongs, and I, I had this idea of, Today, I would think of chopsticks, you know. <laughs> they're going to take these two chopsticks, and they're going to stick them up your nostrils. And, sure. And they're going to... They're going to line it, it line everything back up. Align it back yeah, up. Yeah, like a shim. Mm-hmm. And it's going to hurt. God, it's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, that was just what I wanted to hear, right? That's right, yeah. Oh, geez. So they, they kept me away. So they had a sense of humor, they, mm-hmm. yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So by the time I, I, I wasn't even sure I wanted to get on the bus and go back home, you know, I, I could deal with my nose laying flat against the side of my face, surely. It, so yeah. so that trip was formative. It was very, very formative. It, fortunately, I, I got back home. The, the doctor took me directly to the hospital. He, he looked at it. He, he took his finger, and he, he slightly wiggled my nose. I, 
it, mm-hmm. it wasn't you know it wasn't popping a, a, a shoulder back in the socket or, or yeah. setting a broken bone. He just wiggled it slightly, and it, the cartilage lined up on the nose. And Perfect. He took a, a strong piece of tape and put it across, and so I had a piece of tape across my nose. And I mean, here, here we are years later, and you never know. <laughs> you, <laughs> you never know. Uh, yeah, well, people, people, people no longer avert their eyes when I walk by. <laughs> Perfect job. Right where it belongs. So anyway, it was yep. a, it was a, it was a a, a learning experience, a couple of uh, learning experience, uh, personally social, and then just mm-hmm. personal. You know that that well, you you, you can deal with uh, with uh, getting a broken bone and uh, and uh, deal with a little pain and and get it all to to come back. Yeah, my son could tell stories. I mean, you know all the stories I've I've told about my son, football and collarbone and. Uh, left forearm and oh golly just every I think every season from his eighth grade through his I think he I think he made it through his senior year without without any sort of uh, bone needing to be set but um, yeah it's um, it's a rough game <laughs> but it's a, but is you know it was it was a part of literally high school football was a part of the culture exactly in, in those days it still is and yeah and, yeah and and, 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 and that, so that perhaps that kind of leads into the mm-hmm. the cultural perspective if, if you will of, of, sure. of this whole episode in that that my experience with with football high school football and, and, and just football in general growing up in a small town western Oklahoma was that it was a a very formative, formative educational experience. Mm-hmm. In I started, we started uh, tackle football, wearing pads and cleats and the whole smear. Started that in the uh, in the fourth grade. Okay. All right. So we had we had a grade school football team, had a junior high school football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a small town, and so interestingly enough, in uh, in grade school. Uh, we, 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 we would play a lot of football during PE, uh, mm-hmm. all right, and, 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 and we, would, we would play some after school as well. But we, we really didn't have enough players to have 11-man teams to mm-hmm. play against each other. So we played six-man football. Yeah. And, and there was kind of an informal league around the western Oklahoma-Texas panhandle of small towns. Yeah. That with, with younger kids, junior high in particular, grade school, junior high, we played a lot of six-man football. Now, I, I learned that the interesting thing about that is that in six-man football, uh, everybody is important. Absolutely. Six-man, you, you have a quarterback, you have two other backs, call them halfbacks. Yep. And you had a center, and you had two ends, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so... Everybody was eligible for a pass. Even yep. the center was eligible for a pass, and uh, uh, the quarterback and the, the two backs uh, uh, could run, pass, do the whole, whole whole gamut. But everybody was important, and everybody participated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everybody could catch the ball. Uh, half of the everybody team. Everybody had to be able to block to one one way or another. Yep. I mean, you just couldn't. Yeah. You just couldn't. Yeah. And 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 that that. That taught me, or I learned from that experience, that yeah, football is a really good learning experience 
when everybody participates. And that's what I, we didn't play Six Man in Ohio. Um, I didn't see it mentioned at all until I got here to Texas and uh, the school my kids were going to, they were small, small private school and they had, uh, Six Man was it. That was, that's what you played. And I, I did a little research into it. I think it started in Nebraska uh, is, is honestly where it started. And it makes sense. I mean, a lot of these, when you have these spread out communities, uh, small communities, farming communities, um, agricultural, it, you, you're not going to have that mass of population. They're all spread out and they do travel like crazy. All, all of these, uh, and <laughs> so, it, and there's six man, um, you think now that it would just be mainly um, private schools and, and parochial, but no, there's a lot of uh, UIL schools, which are basically state schools, um, yep. government schools that are, I mean, they're, they're powerhouses. The biggest stadium I ever saw um, out in, oh, you drive out to like, uh, was it Richland Springs, somewhere out there? Massive stadium. Mm-hmm. And just, that's what they do. They go to state championships. They rack them up. Well, the, 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 to, to put the, to what creed, what juxtaposition, uh, again, mm-hmm. the, 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 this is back when I was growing up, is that, that throughout Oklahoma and even out into Texas, there were a few schools that played high school football that were extremely noteworthy. Mm-hmm. In, in, that, in that day and era, Odessa Permian yep. was the preeminent high school football team in the nation, probably. Yeah. Uh, Friday uh, Night uh, Lights was based on that. Based on that. That team, yep. And that town. So as I, as, I, as, I, as I got older, as I had children, and I, I started paying attention, mm-hmm. finally, you know, it, it, it dawned on me, you know, why, why were there perennial powerhouses? And I came to Central Texas and, and started looking around, and the same thing happened. In the, now it's still the case today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's changing a little bit, but I looked around, and I, I, I saw places that were, were perennial powerhouses. And as I looked at them more closely, I suddenly realized that, well, you know, there were 4,000 to 7,000 kids in a single high school. <laughs> and I thought, why is that? Why is that? Why do you do that? And it was, you know, clueless as I was, uh, people that were, had thought about this for years and knew about it, finally, finally explained it to me. Mm-hmm. If you've got, you got 7,000 kids in a high school, you've got a really good talent pool for a single football team. Yep. And so that got me to thinking, ah, that kind of calls into the question, what kind of a learning experience is football in high school if out of 7,000 kids, 80 of them can participate? Yeah. And, and of those 80, 40 of them really participate or, or mm-hmm. be play, you know. So, so you got to, you got to, you got to, 40, 40, 40 yeah, boys out of, out of a 7,000 population school that are getting a lot of benefit out of football. And, and when you look at uh, like the UIL, there's, what is it? I forget the, whether it's a, you know, they, they do one, two, three, four, five, you know, basically the, the size of the school. Right. And um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's interesting enough. It's, it's a little bit like uh, the, the naming of ripe olives. Okay. 
if, if I didn't you, think we'd go to olives, but if, go for if it. Yeah. You've, well, if, no, you've ever, if you've ever looked at a can and, uh -huh. it, it, of rife olives, they're, 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 they're named in order of size. Okay. Except that the smallest can that you can buy is jumbo. Wow. A jumbo rock oh, olive, okay. right? Yeah. And, and they go up from there. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in, in high school football, yeah, they, they, they do make allowances for Small A, A, and B. Yeah. But in general, it's A's stuck on after a five. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's 5-1-A, 5-2-A, 5-you-know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and, 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 and so they— you, you, you need one heck of a program to figure this out. And, right. and now they've got websites. They've got the whole divisions and all of that. There, there's talk—I mean, it's, it's insane now. It, it's literally gotten crazy. Well, I think that I think that there are there are there, when I when I played in in the small town we had a, a we had a head coach mm -hmm. and then we had two assistant coaches that were really basketball coaches that they yep. they wheeled in right today when I when I look at at the the powerhouse Texas high school football teams they generally have at least eleven coaches oh yeah you know yeah I mean you, you have a quarterback coach it's just it's just oh like you got a strength pros. coach you've got a you know basically yep. a rehab coach you've got you know conditioning coach yep so that got me thinking well you know i i don't really think that football has gone into big time entertainment in, yeah. the, in that in that case so so yeah let's it, face it's, it it's the, the ncaa is basically a, a professional organization of professional athletes that provide entertainment exactly yeah, and, and sell the, seats and pay right. for all the other athletics so that that got me thinking well if if, <laughs> if someone made me had Puba, right? Yep. What, what would I do to organize it? And, mm. and, and basically, what I would say, oh, is well, you know, I'm not going to make people not have seven thousand member high schools. I think that's the most incredibly stupid sure. thing in the world. I, yeah. I don't think any kid should ever go to a school that has more than about six or eight hundred people. I, I, I think that's mm -hmm. too big. But I, 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 yeah. I, I don't think anyone should be forced to go. To a high school with seven thousand people, I no. think that's I think that's bad social planning and social training. Yeah, I think you learn the wrong lessons. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think it's like making a prison of seven thousand <laughs> because you can't put enough you can't put enough uh, gatekeepers in the middle of that to keep everybody safe, and so you have a you have this you have this society that exists. So that that's yeah. kind of that's or, another or, or, topic. Or never mind safe, just educated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we get there later, yeah, yeah, yeah. but so so you know go, go way back if 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 you if you do have a a big 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 high school mm -hmm. and you really want to believe that football or basketball or baseball should be part of the educational experience, six man football told me that the only way it's going to be part of the educational experience is if everybody's important and everybody plays. Yeah. And so, okay, let's take 11-man football teams. And everybody has, because specific to six-man, everybody has, um, maybe not equal, but if, if, one, if one of those six men doesn't do what they're supposed to do, I mean, I, 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 I just, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the sideline um, of my son's uh, football team and just volunteering as the ball guy. You know, you couldn't get me off the line. And... I just kept hearing the coaches say, do your job, do your job, do your job. And it was just that simple. 
And if somebody didn't do their job, oh, man, was it obvious. Yep. And sure, you had a, a lot of high-scoring games. I mean, that's what six-man's about. It's it's a different size field. It's, it's a lot of running. I mean, these kids just had to be in condition. And that was part of it as well, was making sure all six were in prime condition and that you had, there were years they only had eight kids they could put up on the field. Yep. And you knew that was going to be a long day. And when they had 11 or 12, they were feeling fine. They were like, we can do this, we, you know, and, and everybody laid it out. So so you hit it all there. You know? Yeah, exactly. Physically, as a physical activity, participation is, is, is important. Standing on the sidelines watching somebody else play is not. Mm-hmm. You, you got everybody's got to participate. Everybody's everybody's got to pull their own weight. So you learn the social lessons. You learn the personal lessons. You learn the the, the, the physical lessons, right? So what does that what does that what does that say? It, 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 again, if it were if it were me, if I were arranging it, I would say, ah, oh, okay. If I've got a if got, if I've got a huge high school. Mm-hmm. Every person that that wants to play, and I'll, I'll I'll even I'll just open it up to people because I I've sure I've seen a lot of girls that were really good football players, right? Uh, or would, would 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 be able to be so anybody that wants to play. So my observation would be ah you you just you you, you put your table up at at at, uh, at sign in time, and every time and I, I thought I'll, I'll be generous every time for 11 for 11 person football every time you get 33 people you draw a line you say that's one team that's the phone book approach that's the phone book approach you get you, you got you got a team mm-hmm. and so for for every 33 folks that sign up you got a team mm-hmm. you got 7,000 people my suspicion is you end up with 30 or 40 teams if if <laughs> Yeah. Everybody knows that they get to play, right? And yeah. and 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 they're going to get the benefit. So there's there's absolutely no reason in a, in a school that size that you ever play anybody from another town or from another school. You know, so the idea you don't even have to travel. Talk, talk about a fund rate. I mean, a, a savings in money. Sure. You don't have you don't have to travel. Uh, you, you you got everybody local. Everybody gets to participate. Everybody gets to, to learn, and you you can have lots of games. You know, you, with a, with a with a seven thousand person high school, you can play an entire season with the teams that you could gather from that high school, and you never have to play anybody else. Yeah, I got questions how you'd set up practice for those folks, and you'd, you'd be playing games every day of the week, pretty much. Sure, I think I, yeah, I don't so have a like, problem. I don't have a yeah. problem with that. Yeah. You know, you, you practice every day. Well, okay. Yeah. People work every day. Some, some, even here, at, 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 I, I talked to the wait staff here at the, mm-hmm. at the little cafe. Uh, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the young ladies, uh, every Sunday, I, we, we chat because it's Friday for her. Yeah. You know, Monday and Tuesday are her weekend. Sure. And uh, we, we, we visit yeah. about that. She's back to work on Wednesday. Wednesday is Monday for her. Well, mm-hmm. that, that, that just happens to everybody. Right. It's the way life works. Yep. Uh, and so I, I don't have a problem with the, the fact that uh, you do it. I, I do think that, that it's probably not likely that you need a 30,000-seat stadium. Right. Uh, because you probably can. Uh, you need several smaller ones. Yep. And, and they can do this, you can do the same thing with 
uh, soccer, field hockey, all that other stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and we do we do with other yeah. sports, you know, because that's intramurals. You, you go to a college campus and everything gets turned into a field because you have that entire intramural program, you, and, you, and that's you, where most you, you fly, high school athletes fly, go to play when they get to college. Yep, you, you fly yeah. in, in a lot of towns in an airplane, and you look out your window at night as you're mm-hmm. flying into a town. And very often you see spotted all over the place with the bright lights where there mm-hmm. are four baseball diamonds. All tucked right up together. You got, right the, up you got the soda fountain in the middle. Yep. yep. <laughs> Games going on everywhere. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't have a, a problem with, with, with any of that, you know. Yep. I, but, I, but I do know that, that, in, that in that environment, the, 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 the learning experience for the kids involved would probably be far superior to right. the idea that out of 7,000 people, 80 get to participate and 40 get to really participate and 20 really oh, and get to Oh, and you'd have your rivalries, too. I mean, in high school, I played um, freshman basketball, and then I was on the JV team my sophomore year. And then I was just like, you know, I, this, is, this, is, this is not for me. So um, I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't fast enough. I was just, eh. So got into uh, intramural league, and that was a blast. So it, the teachers played, the uh, the guys from the track team, which I was one of them mainly. That was that was my main group at that point. Was was track team, and you'd think you know individual sport, blah blah blah. But there's a lot of team just dynamics in general. And then I went to a school that was about 1,200 students, and is that right? Because my class was 237, so I don't know, around 1,000. That was about the size of school. And I could honestly say I knew everybody in my, in my class, all 200-some of them. I'd been going to school there since kindergarten. And I wasn't, like, friends friends with everybody. I wasn't super cliquish either. But um, I ran cross-country or, like, struggled through it and then uh, ran track and... and, and my point in all that is when we got together to play with the co- with the teachers, that was awesome. It was hilarious. I mean, you had your, your history teacher just running down the field, running and gunning, and the, the smack talk was fantastic. And <laughs> when, I went to, when I went to college, I, I, uh, uh, I, I was a computer nerd before I showed up at college. And I got a I got a really really good job as a computer programmer and operator at the university. Literally the Monday I showed up for my mm-hmm. first class, and uh, my boss was a was a was a, a PhD. Got relatively new PhD. Had transferred in from Iowa, I think it was. Ran the computing center and the like. Mm-hmm. Well, we played we played intramural football. Okay, and. And my my boss played with the same team that I or I played with an adjoining team to be uh-huh. played. And so I remember <clears throat> playing a game where my boss was on the other side on the other of the side wall. of the line. Yeah. And and I remember uh, so I was I was I was literally one year out of high school football. I I I I craved. I craved contact. Sure. You, you, the, I mean, that, that feeling of running into somebody. The, it, it is the best when you're doing the delivering and yeah. not receiving. It's, it's like when you hit a baseball and you just, you know, you've hit it. You hit it right. Yep. Yeah. Well, so my experience <laughs> of, of, 
uh, playing against my boss, and and he he was he was playing. I don't know. He was on defense. I was on offense. I was a big dumb lineman, even as an air girl. laying my boss out on the ground, <laughs> and then <laughs> and, picking him up, <laughs> and then picking him up, and seeing the look on his face. Uh, and I, you know, I hope I at that point I hope that he really was a good sport about it all. Yeah. But it was a, it was an interesting experience. So, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean. The, the cross-country guys were the worst because you couldn't tire them out. When you're playing basketball, they just ran. They ran back line to back line, and yeah. us, us sprinters were just like uncle. But yeah. uh, Maybe we could just play the whole game right here at Center Court. We learned to be good shooters. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that, that was fun. But to your point, yeah, I mean, uh, sports to me was about um, just all the suck. <laughs> <laughs> that that shared level of, oh man, it's six thirty in the morning. Uh, it's six in the morning. I gotta run, I gotta run six miles before school. Oh, I gotta eat. So I was like the pancake guy. Uh, you know, I had to griddle and mix up the pancakes in the in the locker room. And I mean, we just, you just did that. You showered. You went to school, and and on you went. I mean, that that's kind of, and it was freshman through senior. So everybody was in there and. It, it, it's just, you know, it was. Well, I, I, I guess the, 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 the thing I always come back to again is, is uh, uh, sport. We, we played sports, you know, Sandlot. Sure. You know, that, 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 if you've ever watched that movie, right, the, the kids getting together in a, in a, in a, in a vacant lot and play, that, that was my experience growing up. Uh, you, you get a group. Mm-hmm. You get you get a group of ten or ten or fifteen kids together. Uh, two guys were always going to pick the sides. I yeah, yeah. I could throw a football. I was always one of the guys that was going to pick. Mm-hmm. There was another kid that, that that the same way could throw the football. Generally, the two of us we never played together because yeah. we were in in the sandlot era. We sure. we were always the guys that were going to choose the teams, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of, of having a bunch of kids together, you choose first, and you, you mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, and and you know you you knew that you knew the kid that was the last guy that was going to be picked. You mm-hmm. knew, you knew starting out that that if you had an odd number of people, you knew who, and you knew who started, you knew which team that kid was going to be on. We did this on recess too. Yes, just, just in the middle of school, you get a bunch of kids out there, and and there's no real game. You're just throwing a pigskin around. And everybody tackles that kid. Yep. I mean, it was like rugby, football, punishment, all tag, rolled into tag, one tag. Yep, the whole bit, thing. Yep. Yeah. That, that and that was we had a name for it. I can't repeat it, but uh, that's the game we played. And, 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 and it was the same picking thing. Yeah. And you could and you could do you, you could do that, that picking. You, you could organize a team probably in a minute. Mm-hmm. You, oh yeah. You, we you we knew the clock was ticking. Yeah. You knew yeah. immediately who was going to choose choose the sides. You 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 you. In general, it didn't even make a big deal out of who went first, you know. It was kind of like who was out sick, really. It's <laughs> kind of how it worked out, or you know, who 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 had to go to a doctor appointment or something wasn't there, and like, oh man, I can't get him, yep. you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, and and everybody just played their role. But the, but even at that, but the interesting thing was that 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 when you when you had those little games, even the kid that got played picked last, last yeah, was important. Yeah. He, 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 he was he was the he was the guy that you went to as a surprise with a pass. Uh-huh. You know, oh nobody would have thought of tossing the yeah. ball to him, but 
you know, one out of three times you'd pass it to him and he could actually catch it. Oh, I'm thinking of names. And eventually that kid was on my flag football team. Stud. Yep. Oh. <laughs> the yep. sleeper stud. Yep, 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 yep. 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 Been there, done that. Been there, been that. Yeah. Yep. Kind of kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as a learning experience, as a tool for developing an ability to exist within a social environment, I am I am all for exactly. games and sports. As as a matter of fact, as as I've thought about it, and when you've got great coaches, they can talk you through the adversity. You're going to have it all the time, yep. and to be gracious in victory. Yep. And, and so, I, I would you know one of my one of my probably most influential men in my life was my track coach, Coach Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't just him. There were Coach Andrew Jeske, Coach. Um, oh man. He was the uh, st- he was the status statistics teacher, and uh, he used to say, "You know, matter is mostly air. If you run fast enough, you can run through anything." <laughs> it's like, oh, Coach Van Dyke, yeah. So that, those three three completely different men, um, but Coach Mitchell was he was El Presidente. I mean, he was he was mm-hmm. Bubs, and so that man mentored so many boys and i would say turn them into men yeah and um even just i mean you think track or you know slinging a shot put or a discus or it was all just about um putting in the work not giving up yep i mean showing up what do they say showing up's 80 percent of the 80 percent of the task and you know that that Right. So the, the yeah, bottom, bottom, yeah. bottom line is, bottom line is that I, I think we both agree that that there is a tremendous value in games as as mm-hmm. organized and sports as organized. Right. I, that, that's kind of the progression I see. And, a, you and call, a physicalness to it. You, you call something a sport when it's when it's actually organized. It's got real rules. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. not Calvin ball. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that you make up the rules as you go along, which is fun in and of itself. I, I, I don't, I don't denigrate that at all. Well, I've never been really. I, I that that rubs me completely the wrong way. <laughs> Forget. Oh, yeah. So the, anyway, sorry. The, just, the, yeah, the one, one thing I do remember is is, is that particularly in an, or, an, in or unorganized games. Yeah. The, the whole concept of, that we now think of as smack talking mm-hmm. was was relatively minimal. I, I don't remember a lot of that. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, I guess we would call it ribbing, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So that that's what it really was. But the, the but the fact that you could get one up on your on your teacher or your coach oh, yeah, and, no. and 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 your buddy for like you know. It, to me, all, you know, I was, I was talking about smack talk. Yeah, it was ribbing, and it was uh, limited really to that um, that basketball uh, inter- intramurals because <laughs> basketball is one of those games where you have time to jaw, <laughs> if you will. You're running down the court. You're, you know, you're waiting on somebody to get you know, get the rebound out or whatever, and. You know, football. You're Bas- basketball. You're, you're more insulated. A, basketball was a bad sport for me because I, I found early on that you really needed to be able to get both feet off the ground at the same time in yep. order to play basketball. Yep. I had a hard time doing that, uh, and, and and so I was I was never uh, particularly good at basketball. Ba- baseball was the thing I loved. I mm-hmm. I, I, I loved playing baseball more than anything else. I I wasn't particularly good. Well, I 
I was better at baseball than I was at a lot of things because I could throw the, throw the ball pretty well. Uh, I learned that as I got older, I, I, my reflexes were bad enough that I kept getting hit in the head when I was trying to bat. <laughs> and, and that kind of diminished my love of the game just a little bit. But You're talking about Sandlot. That's the one time I took a baseball to the face. And uh, I think I was playing first base. And I was third base was to the west. And the ball came from the third baseman. Didn't know where that thing was going, and it landed right on my left cheek. And uh, I, I can still feel that today. Yeah. But, you know, it's just I was a catcher in, in Little League. And, and the fun thing about oh, yeah, and even those coaches, high school coach, um, uh, Chip and you know, Boomer, and just, just the guys were just giving their time to yeah. for some kids. And uh, a little that we were named at, or our sponsor was the – tasty freeze if you will on the edge of town and we, we thought that was pretty cool because they always gave us uh, free cones if we won mm-hmm. so you know little bits of america that's it, it is and, and uh, it's it when you when you when you've had the opportunity to to, to go through it and I, I guess again small town very small town mm-hmm. uh, uh we, we, we've talked about their experiences and in, in a small town there there's not a there's not a there's not a uh, a big organization that handles various things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same group of people that that if you think of it, they, they kind of morph around into to smaller mm-hmm. groups, right? Yep. Uh, as I as I grew up, I I I've recounted other episodes, or we, we, maybe we'll talk about them another time. But, mm-hmm. but uh, something bad happens. You need to deal with it. Yeah. You gather a few guys mm-hmm. or a few people together. Yeah. And you deal with it. And, and I and I have to characterize it as a few people. Some somebody dies. The ladies start cooking. And, yeah. And and to me today, my reaction when when a when a when a when a someone close passes away. Right. Is to start bringing food. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just my that, my. That seems like the correct reaction. You know, yeah. you, you start taking food. You, uh, you, you just start. Yeah, and that that's a great topic for us to pick up uh, around. Is you know not to try to draw too many parallels, but um, all these things. You get back to basic needs. You get back to basic. You know, how can I lift that burden so that they can deal with something that. That and I can't deal with. I, I can help happens, them with those other things. When something happens, it's my problem. It's not a problem or their problem. Well, it's our problem. It is our problem. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I enjoyed uh, it, Tim. This is a good little run. Well, and, yeah. Well, d- dumb luck wins out every once in a while. All right. Well, yeah. good to see you. And uh, we'll do Enjoy. it again, hopefully, sooner than a couple months. I, I, I think it would be good. Yeah. Uh, I'll look forward to it. Thanks, Tim. See ya. Okay. Bye. And that wraps up our conversation here at the good old diner in North Austin. Enjoyed getting together with Tim again. Uh, golly, it's been way too long since August when when I had a chance to get the gear down here. And uh, <laughs> it's not that we haven't seen each other since then. It's just uh, one day I brought the gear in and was like, "How's it going?" And we just ended up talking like we usually did for a couple couple hours. And just uh, you know, that's what friends do. And uh, it's good to see Tim again. Good to have these conversations. And as you know, this is a value-for-value value activity. And what's that mean? That means uh, Tim and I sit around and yabber-flabber. I do a little post-production, throw the music together, and put this up and make a little 
few show notes. Some are better than others. And, you know, if you listen to this, if it brings a thought up to you, you get, get a thought that you'd like to share back to us, hey, that's value too. You can send back value in an email to mike at mikenewman.show. You can certainly boost us if you're listening in a modern podcasting app. You can get one of those at podcastapps.com. And if you, uh, if you don't have a way to throw some sats at us and send in boosts and boostsagram, you can go to getalby.com, get yourself uh, a wallet, load some, turn some fiat into Satoshis, send those over with a note, and uh, one of these days I'll read back some of the boosts we get. But you know what you got to do before that is you got to boost us because ain't nobody boosting us. So uh, look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, John 317.